Hello everyone, how are you today? This is To Love with another great show. Um, today I want to talk about relationships and all this, different types of relationships and the best way to deal with them and you know I'm going to share a couple of my situations of course with you guys. I'm always going to share some of my personal things with you so um, that we can relate so today the affirmation that I would like for you guys to repeat to yourself is if you can't love me someone else will okay if you can't love me someone else will if you can't love me someone else will and someone else is yourself of course Love yourself first, and <clears throat> you'll attract that type of um, that love. Self-love is the greatest middle finger of all time, okay? That is a quote from a dear friend of mine. He always sends me quotes, and um, shout out to Norman for these quotes. Um, I don't know where he gets them, but he sends them to me. So, above all, be true to yourself. And if you can put your heart in it, then take your heart out, okay? If you can't put your heart in it, then take your heart out. That's very important because so many times we put our heart into situations where clearly it's not wanted, needed, or appreciated. You know, how many times have that happened to you? You know, I know it's happened to me. And, of course, we're going to be talking about the universal laws that um, we can use to get the type of relationships that we want, right? Because, essentially, that's what the universal laws are for. They're for a guide for us to live. And when we go off that guide sometimes, you know, the road is a little bumpy, you know, we still get there, but the road and the tracks is a little bumpy, and <clears throat> I don't know about you, but I, you know, been down that bumpy road before. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go. I wanted to take the easy street, so I decided to concentrate a little bit more on learning the, the universal laws because they're just as real. They're as real as you and I, and they govern the not only our world the whole the whole universe whether you believe that or not you know if you believe gravity and in karma then you definitely believe in the universal laws and you know there are 105 of them that can help us get through um day-to-day -day, you know things and you know from the smallest thing you know to the grandest decisions we have to make the universal laws in the spirit world is here to guide us so that we can go the easy route but we're humans and we're hard-headed and we think we know everything, right? <laughs> I've been one of those before and I got spanked, but I'm the type of person too that like, I don't want to be spanked anymore. I just want to live the easy route now. So we're going to be talking about some of those now. Everybody has relationships. Relationships are 
you know, they're essential to the universe because, you know, um, energy is all about the relationships between, um, you know, emotion and feeling and thought and movement and energy is everything, you know. So relationships are important to learn and understand and to figure out your big role in any one relationship, you know. You are the center of your world, okay? You are the center of your world. So everything is attracted to you. So if you are attracting good relationships, then that's a sign that you are having a good relationship with self, right? So we're going to talk about parent and child relationships, stranger with stranger, family members, family members and you know men versus women and uh, man versus spirit and man versus self okay um the parent and child situation what i've learned through my spirit journey is that we come here for a specific reason and our parents are here as a big tool on what we need to learn in this world so that we can ascend and move on and get to, you know, the high love um, heavens. And um, <clears throat> it's a big revelation because, you know, you have to figure out, you know, as a parent, you got to figure out, okay, what do I need to teach this child? And how do I get all the information in this world, you know, so that they can live, you know, a positive life. And, you know, I struggled with that a while, you know, just trying to figure out, okay, there's so much I want to instill in my boys. You know, what's the most important thing then? You know, I would instill in them reading and, you know, writing and, you know, they might, I'm glad to know and glad to say that my children have had good childhoods, you know. <clears throat> they have both their parents that love them. Um, they have extended family that love them. They've never been abused in any type of way. they never really even been spanked when they were young because they weren't really bad. They only got spanked when they lied. But, you know, they had a really healthy childhood. And... For the longest time, you know, I worried about, you know, trying to teach them, you know, everything that I can. And I started to ask, you know, the universe and God on what is important, what is important. So, you know, of course, God answered me and, um, you know, the universe let me know that I, the best thing I can teach them is about the universal laws because those will guide, you know, their decisions you know I can't you know I can only give them examples of you know what worked in my life but things are different and if I can teach them the basic guidelines then I don't have to you know make sure that they're learning the right thing because along the way when they learn these they will they'll be just fine they'll attract everything that they want they'll be in a positive state of mind they'll just love unconditionally everybody and um, with that, you know, good experiences will come. 
you know. So once I started learning, I started teaching them. And, um, you know, I reiterate, you know, meditation for self-love. You know, I reiterate writing, you know, to express themselves and to put things out there in the universe. I, you know, educate them on learning and the importance of elevating your mind all the time. Every moment. The mind, I teach them that their mind is um, the most powerful thing and that with work, you can control it and it could be very powerful for you. Just like it is for that 1%. You know, that 1% of, you know, our society figured out how to use their, their power and that's their brain. Everybody has one. We all have the same ability. And I'm trying to teach them that. And with those, I don't have to teach them every little thing. You know, if I just teach them one thing, and that's about the universal laws, everything else will be good. You know? And also, I have to realize that, you know, they came into this world through me for their own purpose. And I don't have to force a certain path down their throat. I don't have to, you know... Um, put inject myself so much into their life to the point where it seems like I'm controlling them. You know, I give them their space and, you know, I reiterate, you know, the love that I have for them and I reiterate how smart they are and that they can do anything. And with that, you know, um, you know, they're able to make, you know, good decisions and be responsible. You know, um, I think so many times as parents, we want to control our children because we feel like one path is the right path. And it's not true. You know, there's a path for every individual in this world. So that means there's more than a billion paths, you know. So once we release that energy of trying to control, we get to enjoy our own life, you know. And when we enjoy our own life, that energy reciprocates. So now your kids are seeing you enjoy your life. Now they're going to enjoy their life. So what we did was we let go of that reign of control. And we only control our, ourselves. You know, if I want my son to do good, I will always thank him for the good things that he does. I will not dwell on the things that he does wrong. And we can't do that. You know, the universal law says that whatever we, you know, persist, you know, will resist, persist, you know, which means anything that we are constantly fighting against will constantly persist, persi present itself in our life. It'll persist. It'll just keep after us. And um, I learned that with my children, you know, once I started to, you know, thank them and praise them and, you know, and think about all the good that they do, you know, I started seeing more of that. And I'm, I start, you know, I have a 19-year-old, and, um, you know, I'm pushing him down a certain path just as a stepping stone, and, um, well, not pushing, encouraging him, you know, I'm sorry, he needed that word, but, um, you know, he's taking his time with it, and I'm okay with that, you know. I'm okay that he's taking his time to breathe, get to know himself, and spend time with his girlfriend. I'm get, I, I enjoy the fact that he's living his life before he, you know, he does go down this path. And that's what I mean about 
um, releasing that re- that that control, you know, and and I always encourage him to, um, you know, just have fun and live every moment, enjoy every moment of life, you know, um, think about your future, but also live in the moment, and um, you know, I have a sixteen-year-old who um, he he does a lot of things right, you know. I don't he, he does. He does everything right, you know. My kids are perfect, just like your kids are perfect, you know. Everything God made is perfect. Um, Perfect doesn't mean it doesn't have flaws, but perfect means that you acknowledge your flaws and you love your flaws, all right? And if there's something you want to work on, then you work on. But if it's a flaw that you want to continue to have, then that's your right, (laughs) you know. We all have the right to be who we want to be and not be judged by anybody, you know, and that includes our children, you know. And then, um, you know, the the relationship that, you know, I might have with my mom as a parent to, you know, as a child to parent, you know, um, <clears throat> I have to let her know the same things that, you know, I, you know, try to do for my children that my experiences are my experiences and they're my truth. Now... Just because you think one way doesn't mean I have to think one way and doesn't mean what I think and what you think are wrong, you know. So I have to always reiterate in my mom that, you know, my thoughts and my truth and my feelings and my information that I get from the spirit world is my truth. And you can't tell me that they're wrong and I'm wrong, you know. And so my mom will try to force, you know, things on me. But that's just because that's how, you know, I feel like society has um you know painted that parent and child you know picture and that's not a healthy picture to paint you know because there's constantly going to be you know battling and we don't want to battle our children you know we want to love our children we want to nurture their mistakes and nurture their ideas you know and if we want anything to change about them we have to change the way we think about them we have to change the way we deal with them you know we can't always go to our children with a doubt in our mind already about what they're doing or what they are what they're about they feel that energy so ultimately you create the toxic relationship that you have with your children when you try to go against the universal laws and try to enforce your ideas on somebody else and you try to judge them. We have to stop judging our children and just love our children. They came here through us to pursue their own life. Let's teach them how to love themselves. And then they'll love themselves enough to where they can respect their lives. And they can respect other people's lives. That's what it comes down to. You know, so every once in a while, you know... Me and my mom will have this, you know, argument because she wants to impose her beliefs on me. And that's not going to (laughs) work, especially with me, you know, because I'm so grounded in self and spirit world. And, you know, uh, a lot of my information comes from intuition and I listen to it all the time. I cannot allow anybody outside of that to come in and try to tell me what I feel is real, (laughs) you know, 
Um, so we got to let go of that, you know, but how I deal with my mom so that I don't have to constantly be in turmoil with her is, you know, I think I love this lady. She doesn't always know it. And I didn't always know it. So I'm going to listen to what she has to say and I take it, you know, and, um, I tell her straight up sometimes, mom. You can't tell me how to live life. You can only give me your examples, but I'm going to have to live this the way my intuition and my gut tells me because that is God, you know? <clears throat> and so I do not um, let what she says get to me. Um, and it just flows through me like water, so... You know, when she comes with a certain energy, you know, I might have to hang up the phone and, you know, cut the cord of that bad energy. And then I'll come back and speak to her later. But we have to do self-care first. And by me saying, okay, I'm done right now. And cutting the conversation off. I am preserving my positive and self-love energy. And now allowing somebody to force their opinions on me and so our relationship works she tries like any other parent to inflict her um, beliefs on me and I accept it and I let it run through me and I continue to live my life the way I live it and um, no harm done I continue to have a relationship with my mom which everybody wants and um, I don't let, you know, anything that she has to say get to me and, and it works. And, you know, and that's how everything should be. When somebody gets to you, you should just let it flow through you and not let it happen to you, you know. Um, and then we have to realize that we don't like it done to us, so we can't do it to others, you know. And that's going to take me to the stranger and stranger, you know, relationship. You know, interacting with people that we just met. Um, I always approach anybody with warmth and a smile. And I want to let them feel the love that is radiating off of me. You know, because I don't know what this interaction is going to be about. But I want to project positivity. You know, and this is a subject that, you know... I, that's important. It's important, and this is, um, this is how I approach the cop situation with my children. You know, because so many times we, we're, we're like, what do we say to our children? You know, especially, you know, black boys, what do we say to them? Do we tell them to keep their hands on the steering wheel? Do we tell them to do this, do that? Everything we tell them to do, they still end up getting killed. And the only thing that I can tell my kids right now is if you bring positive energy to every situation, a positive outcome will only happen. I cannot, we cannot walk around fearing the worst because that will end up happening. And I'm not saying that, you know, these men and women who, you know, had a, a negative interaction with cops is from their own energy and things that they thought because there are things that goes on in this physical world that 
something greater is even happening in the spirit world that, you know, we might not always understand. But I guarantee if we just study the universal laws, we can have a better understanding and approach on how to deal with certain situations, right? So I tell my sons, you know, always approach every single person with love and positivity and think about the best outcome to come. And, you know, whether you go into a bank and try to get a loan, if you go with that mentality and that, and that attitude, you're going to get the loan. If you go in there thinking and feeling bad about the situation, you're going to get a bad outcome, you know. And that's how I move. And I always get positive you know, um, interaction when I deal with, you know, strangers, you know, even with police officers, I haven't been pulled over by a cop before several times, you know, a lot in my youth. And they were all positive. Even when I was in the wrong, they were always positive. I had an incident with two cops. Of course, they were white men where another situation could have went down and I could have been shot you know I could have really been shot what I was doing and it wasn't you know I was what I was doing let me let me change the subject I was sitting there um let me explain I was sitting there um trying to hide a medicine bottle in my purse that had um a dime in it it might have been it might have been uh, a dub you know twenty dollars worth of butt and um, he had seen it in my in my purse when I went to get my wallet out. And at this time, I was sleeping in my car. So that's why they pulled me over, because I was in the park. And I was parked there for too long. So, but I was just there taking a nap before I went to work. So, um, anyways, so he seen it, and I took it out of my purse, and I was trying to hide it with one hand. And he kept repeatedly telling me, get your hands up, get your hands up. And I didn't. And he could have shot me then. You know, that would have been justified in so many people's eyes. But because I always carry a positive attitude, you know, and my aura is positive, this cop didn't feel threatened. He, you know, he was never pulled out a gun. He was patient, you know, he, he you know, and I ended up getting out the car and you know, the, one of the officers couldn't find what I hid, but then he went and he found it, which was, he found it, you know, and I don't even know how he found it, because where I put it was, like, crazy, but he found it, and, um, you know, they took it, they ran my name and information, I never got in trouble with drugs before, so I was so nervous, that's why I hid it, and, um, and, um, and then my license was suspended, you know, they came back to the car and they was like, ma'am, your license is suspended. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know. So he was like, well, you're not going to get this weed back. They dump it on the ground and crush it in. He was like, we're not going to write you a ticket. What we're going to do is we're going to drive off and, you know, however you get to where you're getting, just make sure you're safe. And they left. They left. You know, I always have positive you know, encounters with police officers when I get pulled on. That wasn't the first time I got pulled over, you know, um, and they found Bud. Like I said, at this moment of my life, I was sleeping in my car, you know, so wherever I was at, you know, if I was smoking a blunt at the work, you know, that's just where I was at. I was in my car. And so another time I was sleeping in the parking lot and, um, 
And I guess somebody seen my car there and the police came and pulled up on me. And um, they asked me, they was like, do you have weed? I was like, yeah. And um, I gave it to them. They was like, okay, they checked my car. They was like, um, all right, well, you have a good night. You know, there's Walmart parking lot. You know, we want you to be safe, whatever. And, they, and I was like, well, can I get my weed back? And they laughed and they was like, no, we're going to take it. And I'm like, well, that's all I have. And, you know, they just laughed again. But still, a positive outcome with the police. I always do. You know, I always do. And I don't walk around with hate towards anybody, even the police officers, because that doesn't help the situation. You know, I still see, you know, cops and I tell them to have a blessed day, have a safe day. But yet I'm still at the Black Lives Matter movement and anything I can do because hate is wrong. You know, and racism and sexism and um, xenophobism, all these isms are just mechanisms for hate. And I will not participate in that in any way towards anybody. I don't care if it's a child molester against a child. I will not project hate towards that child molester because this is why. One, that person is hurting for whatever happened to them in their life. So I want to give them love. Or their mind is sick. And they can't control them. Again, I want to give them love. I don't want to hate this person because something's wrong with them. They might be sick. We want to love people, period. So that's how I do with, uh, you know, that's how I encounter stranger and stranger relationship. I always, you know, approach it in a positive way because I want a positive outcome. This is about my world. You know, I'm the center of my world. So if I want a positive outcome, then I have to project positivity, you know, the same way with family, you know, um, you know, family can be very, very dynamic and very, very (laughs) tiring, you know, lots of energy. But, you know, again, you know, we have to remember that we came here in a certain um, a certain um, uh, group of people, I guess, um, to bring us here and to nurture us so that, and give us what we need so that we can either clear up our karmas in life or, you know, be the person that we need to be, you know. Um, it's, and it's hard to, it's hard to really not take family relationships personal because, you know, they're your family. They're supposed to love you, you know. But sometimes, you know, you don't get that. And um, I might cry a little bit, you know. But this is a show, and I'm trying to be real with y'all. You know, my family situation is um, I was the child that was born out of wedlock, meaning my dad had an affair with my mom, and I was born. And his family had to take care of me. And, you know, he denied me uh, for so long. And, you know, he had had a son with my mom, too. So me and my older brother had the same mom. But me and my two younger brothers, you know, by my dad, we have, you know, different moms because they're by his wife. And, um, you know, being in a family like that, let me tell you, it does... um, it brings a lot of, of pain 
to the child because there's so much resentment and and anger that is you know going on in that family that's projected on that child you know <sighs> you know so much anger directed towards a little child that had nothing to do with the decision of two people you know our job is to love children period it doesn't matter where they came from it doesn't matter whose stomach they came out of you know that person could have came that that soul could have came here to help you but just came in in somebody else's body you never know what who these children are who these souls are who these messengers are but yet we we inflict our anger on children and they grow up to hate themselves they grow up suicidal and I lost my way a little bit I did feel suicidal I felt like nobody loved me for a very long time and I'm trying to change that about myself I feel like I'm always a burden to somebody and I know where it came from and I'm working spiritually on that and now I have to work on that mentally and how I do that is I give myself love and praise and not only do I give myself love and praise I give little Kalina love and praise you know I give little Ducky love and praise you know I love her I think about her and I send her love and energy you know because that's sending love and energy to to that little me and I'm healing that little me you know, because of the the damage done by, you know, two people. And then, you know, reiterated through the family members all around, you know. People who are supposed to love and raise you, you know, treat you like the redheaded stepchild. I hate that term. You know, um, all I wanted to do as a child was love, spread love, you know, and when I didn't get that back and, you know, it was met with anger and hate and, you know, disgust and, you know, I was constantly told I wasn't going to be anybody. I was constantly made to feel like we're doing you a favor being here, you know, uh, you know, I was always. I was, I was always put last. You know, so now as an adult, you know, in my late 30s, I'm trying to heal myself. You know, and I'm trying to, you know, learn how to love those who hurt a little baby girl. I'm trying to love the people who hurt a little girl who just wanted to love. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's what my name means, to love. And that's all I wanted to do. And that's all I want to do now. Our names have meanings, you know. Side note. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, um, and... I'm always, you know, just 
just made to feel like I'm not really part of the family, you know? But I don't even care anymore. <laughs> you know? Um, relationships are supposed to tell us something about ourselves. And if we pay attention, we can learn something about ourselves. And what I learned about my family relationships is I don't even think highly enough about myself to put myself first. So once I start putting myself first, then I will attract that. And, you know, it's working. You know, I have certain family members that reach out first, you know. And, um, and there's some who, you know, still reject, but I still show them love. I still send out love because it doesn't matter if you don't accept me. I accept and I love you so much. And that's the type of energy that I send to my family. You know? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's hard, like I said, because they're supposed to love you. And, you know, when they, when they get to you young and they deem with you young, it's hard to... Um, it's hard to heal from that, you know, but we have to start loving ourselves because that's the only way that we'll start to turn for our relationships with our family members to be better, right? <sighs> this is going to be a long show today. <laughs> this is going to be a long show, but I'm good. I'm good, and I'm, I'm just happy about sharing my experience with you all, um, and I hope it helps, you know? Okay, so let's get to the juicy, right? Man versus woman. <sighs> mm, what can I say about this? I can't say that. I've been single now for over 10 years, right? And um, the relationship message that I'm getting when I deal with men are the same that I kind of get with my family, right? Um, well, not really that I get from my family, but the, the, the lesson that I learned, you know, from them, which is, um, you know, your second, you know, I've always dealt with men who, for some reason, would put me second, like, bruh, do you not know I'm a good woman? I clean, I cook, I work hard, I'm building business, like, I'm a down to earth good ass woman you know how could you choose this person over me you know and um you know that's always been the situation you know um a lot of times I was lied to you know but still the outcome was you know I was the one that was you know the side you know like I'm worth more than that why aren't I getting that and I did have lots of relationship where I wasn't, and um, you know, the you know even the relationships, you know, and when I speak of relationships, I'm talking about just talking, you know. I think I had two boyfriends the whole time I've been single, and they only lasted four months. So literally, I just been you know uh, dating and talking to these people, and you know, seeing where it goes and stuff like that. So that's what I mean, and. Um, <coughs> You know, so I had some that would, you know, 
I would say all, all of them, I was second. You know, now I was second in different forms, right? So maybe I was second where you literally had a whole girlfriend or a wife and you lied to me about it, you know, and we talked and, you know, nothing really led to sexual because it took a while for me to get intimate with these people, but, you know, building that relationship, you know, during a lie is just as bad. You know, as a sexual, like, you're, you're involving me in something that I never asked to be involved in, you know, or um, they were talking to me and they decided to talk to somebody else or deal with somebody else, you know, for whatever reason, didn't see me, but always coming back, always coming back, always coming back for more, you know, so all these relationships I had to look at and, um, and realize, like, what is the message, you know? Or I was second in, I was second as in, oh, I'm the rebound, you know? Oh, I'm just going to get with you because I just broke up with my girl, and that didn't go, you know? So, I'm always trying to, you know, tell the, the man, like, I want more than just, you know, this texting or... You know, I don't, or, you know, if they're trying, if we're talking and, and I realize that they just want a sexual relationship, I'm like, that's not what I'm down for, you know, and we'll stop talking. So I always, I just had to really figure out, like, why I was dealing with people that were putting me second. And it's because I was putting myself second. And not only was I putting myself second, I was, well, by putting myself second, I was not listening to what I really wanted, right? What I really wanted and what I was accepting were two different things, you know, and I was accepting less than what I actually wanted. And that was a repeated pattern because I didn't feel like I was good enough to have what I really wanted. You know, I didn't know how to speak up for what I really wanted. I just had to get whatever was given to me because that's what I had to deal with growing up as a child. Made to feel like, you know, you're just lucky to be here. You're getting, you know, you're going to get, you know, after everybody upset or, you know, you're a burden. That treatment went into my relationship with men. And don't get me wrong, a lot of my, you know, relationships that I did end up being sexual, we end up being friends, and we're still friends, you know. A lot of the guys that I dealt with sexually, they genuinely have love for me because they've seen the type of person I was, you know. And they would always tell me, like, you know, you're a really good woman, you know, any man's lucky to have you, but just not you, you know. And then I had to realize that rejection is God's protection. That's right. Being rejected by a man is God's way of protecting us. And sometimes as women, we don't want to see that. We don't want to understand that. So what we do is we try to hold on to an image that we made up about this man. And God's telling us, girl, trust me, you don't want him. I'm doing you a favor. You know? In the same way with men, you know? Men, if a woman rejects you, God is telling you, Bruh, I got you. 
you can do so much better. Just trust me on this. Go with me on this. And a lot of times we have that feeling. So not only is the universe letting us know through the other person by them rejecting us, we already had a heads up. When we felt that gut intuition, that intuition in our stomach that men and women have, we felt that. That was the universe coming to us first and letting us know that this is not what you want. But we try to hold on and control things. And then when we get all messed up in our head and in our feelings, we want to blame and say, God, why? You did not listen. You, the center of your world, didn't listen to yourself.
it became a special relationship. You know, you know, the first thing I say to him is, you know, you know, after we join somebody, instead of just talking to somebody, you know, but it's nothing serious. I said, as soon as it gets serious, let me know because I don't um, want to be involved in anything. And, and he said, okay, and he did. And when he told me that it's getting serious, we stopped. We stopped talking to each other, and we cut it off just like that. You know, every once in a while, he'll still reach out because we, we generally were friends, too. But it wasn't nothing on a disrespect level, you know. And um, and then eventually, he told me that he was getting divorced because his woman caught him cheating. Not with me. <laughs> but um, caught him cheating. So, you know, one day he came to my house, and uh, we decided to go to the beach. And, um... It was at nighttime, and um, you know, when let me backtrack a little bit. When he told me he got married, I felt devastated because he knew how I felt about him, and he knew I wanted to go down that road, but he chose somebody else over me, and I was so devastated. And um, you know, I was hurt, you know, because I knew, I knew him first and I was really devastated okay so I'm sorry I had to take a break um <laughs> so I was talking about um the guy and he got married and I was devastated and um it just really tore me up so we went to the beach and um you know while we were there I asked him I was like why did you you know, marry her over me, and he was like, well, um, at the time I was going through in my life, I thought I needed her, she was helping me financially, she helped me get this job, and I felt like I owed it to her to marry her, and he ended up having a daughter, it's, you know, something that I wanted, so you know how I felt, ladies, you know, um, but also, in that moment, you know, when we were talking, I found out he didn't believe in God. And it hit me. That's why I was rejected. Because God knows I could never be with a man who didn't believe in him. You know, so the things that he put his wife through, not being, not going to church and being unequally yoked, that is not something I would have wanted for myself. You know, and because I didn't act crazy and I didn't, you know, you know, dismiss him out of my life, I was able to find out later on why I was rejected, and it was for my own good. So if we stick around long enough, God will reveal to us. If we have a positive attitude and we ask him, you know, he'll reveal to us, you know, why that person wasn't good for us, you know. Um, I wish I would have known, you know, that before I went through you know, that crying and that rejection feeling because that kind of reiterated, you know, that I wasn't good enough. But when we don't understand the universal laws, we rob ourselves of healing quickly. Okay? We rob ourselves of understanding and getting the message and we end up in the same situation over and over and over again. And that's what I had to realize with this last guy this last guy I was talking to um, younger than me and you know 
he was my weed man, and he would come drop it off, and I would meet him. Well, first I would meet him, you know, and um, I met him. The first time I met him, I was actually in a relationship, you know, one of the relationships, only relationships I had, you know, that, that I was told you I didn't last long. And that would only lasted a couple of months, and that was a rebound relationship, you know. But I was actually with him, you know. And um, so, I, you know, after we broke up, you know, I started hitting them up and still getting my butt from him every once in a while. Not always, just, you know, sometimes, you know, I actually met him because um, I just moved to Hampton. And um, I didn't have a weed man over here. So I asked one of my clients who lived over here, and he gave me his number. So, you know, I hit him up. And that's how that happened. So, um, you know, started hitting them up, you know, not often for Bud, you know, just once every blue moon. And, um, you know, each time, you know, um, well, first he started saying, well, I'll come and drop it off to your house. And so I'm like, are you sure I can meet you? And he was like, no, I can do that. I'm like, all right, great. So he started coming to my house and dropping it off. So once he started dropping it off, I started noticing that he wanted to linger and hang around. Well, I'm an introvert, and I don't do all that. So, you know, I would get him up out of there real quick. You know, but I did feel that energy, you know. And then he would be like, well, let me know when you got some free time. I would like to hang out with you. You know, he said that a couple of times, still didn't do it. You know, this is a young boy. I don't know what you want. I'm single right now, um, you know, but I'm not trying to deal with no young boy. So... You know, he started wanting to hang around, and, you know, so I did. I let him in, you know. Um, you know, and then he, you know, I had mentioned going out of town, and, you know, he just kept bringing going out of town. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, maybe this guy likes me. I'm going to, you know, let him in, you know. But, um, you know, so after a couple of months of us hanging out, we, you know, I, I couldn't even be, I think it was probably more like, uh seven months you know I think I met him like a June one year and I think that the next year in March February that's when we were first intimate so we've been hanging out for you know over a year before we got intimate you know and he would sleep over sometimes you know he would sleep in the bed you know we still I wasn't going there so <clears throat> You know, I'm like, okay, maybe this guy likes me. He wants to come around more often. He keeps calling me, keeps texting me. You know, he wants to go out of town, whatever. So, let me see what's up. So, when we got back, you know, I asked him, so, you know, what what, what do you want? You know, and he and, and the answer that I got was, oh, well, it's about to be summertime. I know you probably are going to get hollered at a lot. And I'm like, well, what does that have to do with what? I asked you, you know, so, but anyways, I accepted what he was giving me, you know, and it got to a point where I had to say to myself, hold on, this is not even what I want, you know, we have this relationship that has only to do with, you know, a sexual relationship and, you know, um, you know, we, we hang out without sex too often, but, you know, it's just like we're getting together to smoke bud together or, you know, we tried um, just, you know, just just to hang out with each other and just and just seeing, like, what does he really want? And, um, you know, the Spirit spoke to me 
And the universe let me know that you keep dealing with these guys who are giving you less than what you asked for. That's why you're not getting what you want. You know, so I had to tell him, you know, um, I had to ask him, look, if we're not moving towards anything, then we don't need to be, you know, dealing with each other like this because this is not what I want. You know, and he said he's not ready to be in a relationship, which I accept. You know, he's like he was single for a reason, and I totally accept that. I'm not mad that you don't want to be in a relationship because that's what you want, and I want what you want, and you are allowed to want what you want, and I'm not going to force you into anything because I painted this picture of what I thought I wanted. Bro, if you don't want to be in a relationship, then I'm good, but I don't want to be in a relationship that we have, so I need to leave. We have to take it upon ourselves to go after what we want and not accept anything less than what we want or what we deserve. And the minute we start doing that, we're unhappy. And then we start getting mad at the other person because they didn't fulfill the picture in, in our head that we created. We have to continue to know that we are the center of our world and if we don't get what we want then we need to move on because you can have what you want don't let anybody tell you you can't have what you want that's false that's a false narrative that this world pushes onto people and it's not true it is not true the one percent no it is not true Beyonce knows that is not true Kobe Bryant knows that is not true. So, that's what I had to learn. And then that made me realize that all this time, I wasn't putting myself first, so I wasn't getting put first. All this time, all these relationships, all these years. And I just realized that through my spiritual growth. Which leads me to man versus spirit. Don't you just love how all these <laughs> segues are melting together? It's perfect. Okay, so man versus spirit. Mm, this is the fun. This is the fun relationship. You know, dealing with spirits and um, the spirit world is so fun. You know, um, ever since I started listening to my spirit, my soul, my gut, my intuition, whatever you want to call it. Things happen for me that is just perfect. You know, everything. I Because I speak perf perfection in every day. Every day I, I wake up, I say it's going to be a perfect day. And it is. The spirit world allows that to happen when we have that conscious connection with it. You know, when I meditate, I feel good. I feel my, my spirit and my energy vibrating. One night... I was sleeping in bed. Well, I wasn't asleep. I was trying to go to bed. And I couldn't even go to sleep because I just felt this radiant of positive, happy, loving energy pulsating off of me. I was just sitting there smiling and giggling. And I, it was just like, woom, woom, woom. It was just like a vortex of energy coming off of me. I was thinking to myself, why do I have all this positive energy just coming off me? I can't even go to sleep. I eventually go to sleep. But it was just so overwhelming, you know, it was so, it was so great, you know, it was just great being in the center of all that and having it come off of me, you know. But, um, 
you know, the spirit world is here to help us. The spirit world is here to guide us. You know, um, I know we talked about numbers before and once in one episode and, um, you know, that still, that's the spirit world, you know, and I'm constantly, I have all, every time I look at the time, it is one, one, one or one, 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 one. Yeah. Always, 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 even if the clock in my car is wrong and I look down at it, you know, and it's always, you know, at the time that I'm thinking about, you know, something that I'm trying to manifest or, you know, uh, thinking about the future, um, you know, I'll even see it thinking about something I didn't want and I'll look and I'll Google it and I'll Google it, you know, all the time because although there's one specific meaning for, you know, you're, you seeing one, one, one or one, 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 um, is it one general meaning, but they have different ways of saying it and they have they do have, you know, kind of different meanings, but they're similar in the, in the context, if you know what I mean. Um, and so every time I open up and try to Google and see what it, you know, means, even though I know what, you know, generally what it means, it'll be a different message. It'll be a message related to what I'm thinking about. So like the other day, I was thinking about something I didn't want and I Googled it and it said, um, you know, the message was like, you're, you're in the right place to, you know, get what you want. Make sure it's, um, it's nothing that you don't want. You know, it was very specific. And so I'm like, okay, it gets me back on the path of, okay, thinking about what I do want instead of what I don't want, you know? Um, and so that brings me to man versus self and trying to figure out who I am lies in the type of feelings that I like to give or I want to give, which is love. You know, um, some people want to be really encouraging or some people want to be really hopeful to others. You know, I just really want to be loving towards people. And, um, I'm finding that, that, um, that is what and who I am and what I'm here to do, you know? That is, you know, the literally the meaning of my name is to love. You know, so trying to love myself is, um, it takes work, but it's fun work. You know, it's definitely fun work. Because once you start putting yourself first, Um, everything else, you know, falls in line. I'm going to have to wrap this up on this segment, but there's going to be a part two. Okay. Thanks for listening. Um, I'll see you in the next segment.